year, it's been a wild year too. It was a good year to uh, to pull off that deal. Yeah. Uh, there's been some amazing sports radio content going on uh, in this state throughout the last calendar 365. And Tyler, the best is yet to come. Well, I mean, you're just talking about the head coach of the Dolphins putting too much pressure on Tua. How about you not put so much pressure on us, okay? Let's have a little quiet confidence as we go into the season. No, I I, I agree. And I was uh, – it wasn't a wild year. It was the wildest year with the way that the season transpired. I mean, just everything before the year, the actual season, the coaching change, everything this offseason. I was joking with Parker today during Locked In, which is very heavy uh, recruiting focused. I said, man, what a difference a year makes, right? Don't tell me a lot can't happen in a year. A year ago, we would have been sitting here saying, well, oh, you got a crystal ball in for a four-star wide receiver. Here's another one for a three-star running back. Oh, here's another crystal ball for a four-star wide receiver. Boy, the offensive uh, gets at playmaker are really good in this class, yet not no more. Saying that a year ago, now it's all about defensive line with this 23 class and how it's going to be the best part of uh, what's probably going to be a top-five class. So a lot can happen in a year. And it has in several areas for OU, but maybe none more noticeable than what OU's doing on the recruiting trail. Yeah, it's funny to think about it that way. Sitting here one year ago, trying to predict, like, what what will we be talking about? What will we be looking at heading into the 2022 season? Dude. We had no idea. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, we, we said last year, like, okay, the fan base is – it's they're cool with Lincoln. They like Lincoln. But this year is ultimately what's going to determine how he's viewed by the fan base. And even if he did come back this year, the fan base was going to be very skeptical of him. I thought that we'd be talking about how Lincoln's viewed with the fan base if we would have guessed last year. But that is an interesting experiment. What do you think the major conversation is going to be a year from right now about this football team? I got a pretty good idea, or at least a good guess. You do? I think we're talking about this is this is a real legitimate chance here. Dylan Gabriel is back at quarterback. Bama's reloading at quarterback. Ohio State's reloading at quarterback. OU just showed a ton of promise in year one, went toe-to-toe with Alabama in the first round of the playoff, and if one or two plays go differently, maybe they win that game. There's optimism right now. I think in a year's time, the optimism going into 2023 is this is the year for Brent in year two that he gets it done. Heavy, heavy optimism that they're about to break through and win one. That's my guess. Tell me about that quiet confidence again. What was that you were saying earlier? Yeah, that was – yeah, that take was crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's a chance of that. I, I do. You know I'm confident about this team. I think that they – I think that they've got a long way to go. They're going to be a, a way different team come November than they are in September. So – uh, there's probably going to be some some rough spots in there, and maybe the fans are going to get get nervous uh, at times, perhaps. 
but I think that they will definitely hit their stride. I think the offense is going to be really, really good. Really, really, really good. Yep. As long as health is is not a factor, they've got Gabriel at quarterback, offensive line stays healthy, I think they're going to be really good at offense. I think they'll be the best offense in the Big 12. And okay. I, maybe that's not saying much, and, and everyone's kind of cooked that in already, but I feel really good about that. And defensively, the there's going to be some things that they do well, but my biggest thing is overall, fundamentally, I think they're going to be improved, and that's going to bring a, a more consistent defense week in, week out. Does that mean they're going to be a top 25 unit? I can't say that. I just It's so hard to guess right now, not knowing who's even going to fall into some of these different spots. But I think that you know, by year's end, we're going to be talking about this defense as consistent. Maybe not great, but consistent. Yeah, I mean, that's just a guess of mine, what I think we're talking about a year's time. But if this goes the way that we think it's going to go in year one, like that should be the thought process a year from now is, all right, Came up a little bit short last year. After another year, like year two, they're ready. They're ready to get over the hump and win one. But especially if Gabriel comes back, like that's the big key to me. He comes back for a second year, then let's talk about it. If it all, you know, if if the progression happens this year. Um, if he doesn't come back next year, which number one, that means that they had some type of season this year. But if he doesn't come back, what are we talking about at uh, talking about at quarterback? Are we talking about a transfer about to start a season? Or are we talking about Jackson Arnold? What's the conversation? Well, the obvious is it's the most wide open quarterback battle OU's had since. When's the last wide, like real legit quarterback battle they had? Like, 07 with Keith Nickel and Sam Bradford. Like, the, the first real win in a long time. Um, I think that there's a better chance than people think of potentially adding someone via the transfer portal market. A lot of that depends on Nick Evers. If Nick Evers has a great year and he looks like he's ready to be the guy, I think he has a chance to be that. Same thing with General Booty and Davis Bevel. I, I think Jackson Arnold probably has the highest ceiling out of all those guys, but are they just going to start a true freshman day one? Like, I struggle to think that that's going to be the case. Yeah. I think uh, if if Gabriel leaves, then Malik Murphy will transfer oh, here from Texas. Hey, hey, I'm down. By the way, um, you remember Sean Clinch that used to work in OKC? He yeah. uh, works in Austin. He was on with uh, Parker and Steely yesterday, and they asked him about quarterback, and they referenced your thoughts on him. And Clinch was basically like, I mean, I agree with Teddy. Like, this kid looks special, but, you know, he's probably never going to get an opportunity here because he's not going to get it this year, and then Arch Manning is coming in the next year. Right. Yeah, he's transferring to Oklahoma. I'm calling it now. No, I don't know. Um who knows what he may end up being the starter this year, you know, <laughs> the way the way things may go. Uh, whoever they name first and I, if they name Quinn Ewers, I, 
I don't feel very confident that he's going to have some blowout year where it's great. They may they may get into their third third yeah. string guy in Malik Murphy. Yeah, fair point. Text line: Baker and Trevor and I were in an actual quarterback battle in 2015, along with Cody Thomas. But you know, some people thought that Baker was going to be the quarterback all along after the 14 season. Well, Not what Teddy. about what about 2013? Was wasn't Trevor Knight in a quarterback battle with someone? Yeah, yeah, he was. He would have been in a quarterback battle with uh, Blake Bell, right? Yeah. I think I couldn't remember because I knew Blake was doing the um, the Belldozer stuff. Thompson. Yeah, I couldn't remember if if he was engaged in that quarterback battle or not. But yeah, <laughs> next year we'll be talking about how the new LED lights are affecting recruiting. That is so funny. I love <laughs> that. That's a carryover joke from Locked In today. Because I was asking Parker if the uh, message boards are freaking out. Well, how are these new tailgating I, guidelines going to affect recruiting? And everyone ran with that. Actually, I i mean, I, I missed the low-hanging fruit because this is actually legitimately what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about what's our record going to be after our first season in the SEC. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the measuring stick game against Georgia in week two that year. Yeah. And I don't know. When do you think that that schedule is going to come out or announcement? I don't think it's going to come out till after the season. Yeah. I, like the conspiracy theorist in me, and you know I got a little Alex Jones conspiracy sure. theory. You know, Who just, just a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't think that the vampires are uh, stealing the energy from the aliens and giving it to the kids, like he once said. No, I think Saban is stealing uh, the energy from the rest of the uh, yeah. coaches in the SEC. I think that they've seen before, OU and Texas, when the announcement is made and then that team has to go through the season, it's pretty brutal. A&M had to do it. Um, yeah. You know, some other teams have had to. I think that there's a thought of, like, they know it's next year, but they're going to keep it quiet during the year, not let it be a distraction. They'll announce it after the season. I think I think it'll be quiet until they get the new rights deal, like the Big 12, uh, SEC, all the different rights deals ironed out. Then, then they make that announcement, which, you know, who knows whenever that's going to come, but. Uh, I do think, I, you know, I'm convinced at this point that we'll be in the Southeastern Conference next year. There's just too many things happening, and you got to imagine the Band-Aid needs to be ripped off. Everyone needs to get – everyone wants to get their rights deals in place, in place so everyone can just start moving forward right now. Um, talk amongst yourself real quick. I have to block this texter that says 2023 mm-hmm. OU quarterback Caleb Williams. So, <laughs> a few minutes here. Not funny. No. No. I, he's uh, – he'll be stuck in at the University of Southern Cal. He's not going anywhere. Stuck There's is no a, way, right? Stuck might be a good word, by the way. Heck, he might have a different head coach in 2023. That wouldn't shock me. Right. Well, what? A different coach? What do you mean? I think homeboy. One and done for head football coach Lincoln Riley? Uh, he might be the new Kevin Durant of football, just coaching for oh, half the man. teams in college football now. Hey, um, I cannot ignore this on the text line. We must okay. hit these before we hit a break because so many of these are fantastic. 
But, again, this, this is a carryover from last hour. Mention that OSU has a beer can made by Iron Monk. Like, who would be the best, like, local brewer or brewer to have an OU beer can? Um, we're not really on that now. We're just using a play on words with former coaches and players. We've got Trey Millard Light. Oh, nice. Jason Whiteclaw. <laughs> That's good. Barry Schlitzer. Nice. General Booty Cooler. What? Now say that one again. General Booty Cooler. I I, I don't know. I that's just what it says. Yeah. I don't I guess a, like a wine cooler, but I don't know. I don't get that one. Uh Barry Seltzer, we read that one. A Budweiser yeah, can good. with just Bud and his face and the record of wins on the other side. Nice. The Barry I like it. Palace on the Prairie made by Prairie Brewing Company. Okay. Yeah, we, we got a lot of these. Uh, bobbing for Apples Hard Cider. They say that one's a stretch. Uh, yeah. TBOW Lights. I like that one a lot. Uh, Jason Whiteclaw might win it, though. That could be That's the- funny. Jason Whiteclaw. Trey Millard Lights, pretty good, too. Pretty good. Um. We gotta have. We're trying to think. There's got to be some guys on on roster now. Like, some, we need some defensive guys. Come on, man! It's going to start being a defensive football team. And you know, you want your linebacker to be able to pound a lot of beers, right? Yeah. True. True. This text, real quick. We got to hit a break. Uh, if we're in the SEC next year, I don't see the Week Two Georgia game happening. Well. I don't know. You talked about this before. Didn't they do that with A&M? Didn't they have like a big week two game? They did that with A&M and Missouri. So A&M played Florida that year in week two. It was actually their first game because the first game got hurricaned out. And Missouri played – Missouri might have played Georgia at home in week two. So you already have that game scheduled. And maybe they won't, but it just makes sense like – they don't want to wait until week four for you to play their first SEC game. They want, like, right, right. out of the shoot. Like, we'll, we'll give you a little it, non-conference a game. But, yeah, boom, week two, here's our here's when, our new when, teams. Yeah. When everyone else is playing non-cons, you have a, a big time, uh, whether it's OU and Georgia or Texas and, I don't know, is Texas at Alabama next year? Yes, they are. So, like, that would – that would make total sense to have those games be, um, you know, week twos right out of the gate. Yeah. The only thing right, is they uh, normally give those teams a home game in week two, but it would be hilarious if they made Texas roll to Tuscaloosa in week two. I just hope, oh, yeah. man, that they don't get to weasel out of that trip to Tuscaloosa if the SEC – like, you've you got to make sure Texas has to go to Bama in some form. You know, I, it, that's got to happen. Right. Right. Well, um, you're right. Missouri did play Georgia at home week two. Nicely done. Thank you. And they got pounded. Yep. 41-20. And lost All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here from Newcastle Casino.
Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we're the home of Sooner fans. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. I'm going to read a few more of these texts about the the player names slash beer ideas, and then we'll move back on to the tailgating, which I still think is a big topic. This one says, uh, Samaje IPA, Ryan. (laughs) Nice. Bourbon on the Rocky Calmus. Yeah. Mark. That's a bit much. I don't think we'd have a very unruly crowd. But Rocky's got to be a bourbon guy. I I mean, come on. Sure. Yeah. I think he is. Margarita Andrews. (laughs) That one was hard to read, but good. Yeah. Uh, Handful, a few more. Um, Schmitty Triple Hops. Keystone Lawrence Lager. Layman Lager. Uh, an 18-year-old scotch is called Layman's Terms. <laughs> Canic of Coors. Let's go. Uh, Layman Lager or Down with Horns Oktoberfest Beer. Sawchuck Brews. Jaleel, Jaleel Hard Farouk Beer. Selman Seltzer. Yeah, you get the ideas here. We uh, we appreciate all the, the interaction on the text line. All right. So the tailgating, it is what it is. We all know that. Do you think... I, I, what's the participation going to be with the price point that it's at? You still think a lot of people will pay for that? Will it be very corporate-driven? Yeah. Like you, you think that those tents will be full on Saturdays? Yes, I do. I think they'll be full on Saturdays. But that's not the point. Oh, I know it's not the point. It's just a, now that we're kind of past the immediate frustration about it, I'm just wondering how many people are actually going to buy them. I think they'll, they'll be sold out. Um. The frustrating thing to me is there's a lot of people that used to tailgate there that were booted, that had the same spots for years and years and years. And, you know, they maybe they'd like to go back to what was close to their old spot, but the price point is something that they just can't do. I, I think it's a mistake to, to price out a huge chunk of your fan base. And if you can't afford one of those huge, I, I, I don't know, it's probably a 1000 bucks for a tailgate setup. If you can't afford that, you don't get to tailgate anywhere, really. Yeah. I think that's a terrible way to go about business. I think it's a terrible way to go about trying to uh, create a great home atmosphere. You know, it's not a newsflash that across college football and really all live sporting events, you're fighting against people just staying at home and watching it on their own TV in high definition. Totally agree. You need to make it more welcoming, not less welcoming, and not just for people that have a bunch of money. It needs to be available to everyone. Public areas need to be available to everyone. I would say, frankly, if it were up to me, I would say anywhere on the entire university, if you want to set up a tailgate, you can set it up. Now, obviously, don't make a huge mess. Don't disrespect the area. Don't destroy Keep any, of the, beautiful, any of the property. Just like the signs say. That's what you want. Right. I mean, that's it. If people can handle themselves, which maybe is asking too much, I mean, you should be able to set up anywhere that you want on campus. 
they can handle themselves. We're not talking about NFL fans here. But, I, <laughs> right. yeah, not only did you price a lot of people out of it, but I, I tend to think, man, that, you know, even some people that can't afford it, that can do it, are probably going to say, man, you know what, just the principle of this, no way. I, it, I'm not paying for something that defeats the entire purpose of tailgating on Saturdays. You know, right. and, and, and aren't you, if you buy one of those tents, aren't you limited to how many people can come in your tailgate? I don't know. I don't think so. You're not? Um, Dude, let me tell you something. I'm sorry. If I paid $1,000 for a tent and I've got 12 friends there and some douche from tailgate guys comes over and is like, hey, you can only have 10 <laughs> oh, people, man. two people need to leave. That would be uh, uh, yeah. a setup for a disaster. Well, and that was and my point imagine. is, you right. know, the, the tailgate feel is, you know, everybody like, hey, come have a beer, come have some food. Like, that's just kind yeah. of the attitude around tailgating. And I, and I hope that they're not limiting people because, I mean, that just kind of defeats the entire purpose of the welcoming environment of tailgating. And again, this is not an OU athletics thing. This, like, the decision on tailgating at the University of Oklahoma is not made by OU Athletics. I'm guessing if it was up to OU Athletics, they'd want people everywhere, right? Um, But it's not up to them. There's some committee made up of people who obviously have never tailgated before in their life and are really just happy to say no to everything and try and come up with a reason why you can't can't do something like for instance i think you should shut down like Lindsay is shut down that that whole area should be covered with uh tailgaters on Lindsay between like just south of the stadium you know yeah that place should be covered and well and they'd probably say well that's a hazard to have people there in the road okay we'll leave half of the road open for emergency vehicles like Make it find a way to say yes is what I'm talking about. You know what I'm ta- you know what I'm saying? Don't always find a way to say no. And that's what I feel like these committees do. And it's people that don't have they cannot relate to the common fan that can't just puke out a thousand dollars on a weekend to have a tailgate with their friends. They don't relate to that person. They have the wrong people. In the committee. I don't know who the committee's made up of, but it's made up of the wrong people. It's frustrating. It's so easy. This is the easiest thing in the world. Make it welcoming. Make it to where anyone and everyone that's an OU fan is going to say, hey, you know what we should do this weekend? Let's go set up a tailgate. We'll hang out. This is not real because my I'm saying it's a it's an evening kick. We'll hang out all day. We'll set up the TV. You know, we'll we'll take the grill. We'll watch some of the earlier games. We can invite our friends from out of town that never get to come in and see OU games. It'll be great. But you can't do that because there's nowhere to do it at and you maybe you don't have a thousand bucks laying around to pay a group that's not even from this state. It irks me to no end. Mm. It's the easiest thing ever. And committees 
of academia and whoever else is on it that's making the decisions have no clue what the common fan wants, cares about, goes through in order to to go witness a game with their kids. It's probably people that... If they go to games, they sit up in suites. Oh, wow. Now we got personal. I was waiting on it for it to get personal to the people that are going to these tailgates, the people that sit in suites. Man. Makes me mad, man. I Makes I, me hey, mad. It, it, it's yes. a completely avoidable situation. It is a slap in the face to the regular fans saying, well, you can't fully participate if you don't have this much money. Yeah, I, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good look, man. I, I think most people agree with that. They may not even have cheap beer over there, Teddy, for how much it costs. Cheap beer is a part of the tailgating experience. Ah, this beer right. sucks, but if we just get the first one or two down, then it'll go down easy <laughs> after that. They'll probably only have <laughs> wine over there, Teddy. Chilled wine. Uh, that's funny. But hey, I do think that I do think that they'll sell out. I do. Cause it's because why? It's premium real estate. I mean, if you're if you're going to set up some along that Lindsay corridor now where they're doing it, I make it like every other slot is like first come first serve a public ability to have access to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, this text says I'll speak for the city of Norman and say that we agree with you guys on the tailgate issue. It's in the Ward One represents, and it needs to go back to the way it was before, in my opinion. I don't I well I don't know. I don't know who I don't know who from the city is in that meeting. I'm guessing it's a fire marshal. I'm guessing it's someone from the the security police department. I'm guessing it's someone from some type of zoning deal where well you can't do this. There's an ordinance that says that. We'll change the ordinance, right? Or create a special event like Again, stop finding ways to say no. Right? Yeah. That's it. The uh, $1,000 setup is a 10-person limit, says the text line, which... Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and someone's you know saying, saying, you like, know, we'll just split it between 10 friends if it's $1,000. That's not the point. That's that's not the I mean, the fact that you have to pay for it and you can't... Like, you have to decide and pick who actually gets, like... I, I, Teddy, I, if I had $1,000 just to throw away like that, I'm not doing it. It just defeats the entire purpose. There's no way. There there are much better ways, in my opinion, to spend a game day than at a corporate tailgate. No thank you. You can do it. You can split it among ten people. That's fine. But you shouldn't have to split it among ten people and send that money to some group that's not even from the state. You know, it, it's not a money-making thing for the university. It's not. That's not what this is. If the if the university was like, hey, you know, we're about to turn the lights off. We can't afford to get helmets for the football team. We need a way to generate some revenue. I would say, okay, well, maybe this will help you generate some revenue. But this is not a revenue generator right now. It's it's just not. It's not what this is. That's not why the decision was made. And. I believe, like, going through this group was probably, the intentions were probably good. Like, hey, this is a convenient thing that we think people will probably like. Well, yeah, have it 
to where people have the ability to go that direction. Yeah, to, not to where it, they yeah, are yeah, forced right. to go that direction. Yeah, and no, that and that's the point too. It's well, you know, text line say, well, can't you tailgate at Lloyd Noble? Well, I mean, yeah, I. I, I think yeah, you technically I can, also can tailgate in Goldsby, but that's okay? like t- th- two miles away or however long it is. Like, if you're forced to tailgate out there, like that's you shouldn't have to be forced to pick like that. You should tailgate right by the football stadium for a football game, and tailgate at the basketball arena for a basketball game. It it's about creating the environment right around the stadium. And I guess you can for every other sport, right? I realize football is a lot different, but softball, um, they have that, you know, out there beyond left field during the postseason games. They put up a big screen. They're like, come on. I know the Yardbirds are out in the parking lot of the LNC drinking cold beer before baseball games. Uh, Basketball games, you'll see some people hanging out there on the tailgate of their truck, and there's no regulation on that. Right. Well, I don't know. It's just, it frustrates me to no end. And I, I don't know who the committee is again, but I know that they, they have no, they just cannot relate to the football fan. It's, Dadgum, it just makes me okay. so mad. It's so so avoidable. Yeah. Okay, I'm well, sorry. Let, let's yeah. uh, let's at least make fun of somebody else while being passionate about this subject. This is okay. so fitting. So, you know, I, I think if someone were to buy the most expensive tailgate package here, however much that cost, and, like, brag to the normal OU fan, I think most, you know, regular OU fans will look at him and say, what a yuppie that guy is, right? You know? <laughs> but this text says, tailgating in Aggieland is 100K for the season. We got it easy. So whereas OU fans would think a certain way about someone spending that much money at OU, oh, God, can you imagine? That, 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 I guarantee you that's a status thing in College Station. How big a fan are you? Well, we spent 100000 a year tailgating outside Kyle Field. That's a badge of honor to those guys down there. Well, it, I'm sure it is. And I'm sure that, you know, their buddies are all really impressed at how much they pay for their tailgating spot, and that's fine. But I'm all about getting more people there, more access, broadening your fan base, having people that maybe haven't ever been there before go set up a tailgate and have fun and go to a game and have their kids up there. And, and I listen. I know I'm not naive. I understand that money makes this thing go round. I get it. I get it. But there's places to make it. And frankly, I would say, like in the long run, it's probably way better off if you make it a way more welcoming environment than if you nickel and dime everyone oh, about. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm Ab- saying? Absolutely. I uh, jobs that I do not envy whoever is running security for those tailgates this year when people try to bring in an extra over their 10 allotted limit. Dude, what are you going to say to someone? Hey, your guys are only supposed to have 10 people here. Oh, okay, well, I already paid. And like, what's your authority to like make those people uh, leave? I don't want that job. Uh, are you going to kick us all out? There no, there's yeah. not an amount of money that would. No, no chance. Right. And again, 
the money going out of the state. Not even not even a, a local group that's doing it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. And hotel, bring the final hour of the rush. I'm sorry, I just still can't get over the part where you said the people probably buying those tailgates are the same people that sit in suites. That uh, that got me. I'm I'm still rolling from that one. It's not. I mean, it's accurate. It's just still really funny. Well, I'm not saying the people that buy the. I'm not saying the people that buy those. I'm saying the people that are making the decisions. On the committees, like, of where they're going to allow it and where they're not. And, you know, what's public and and what is corporate where you've got to purchase it. Like, those different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I'm saying. There's They, they can't relate to the fan experience at all if they're making these, these yeah. decisions about tailgating. Uh, let me just get through a, a lot of text because a lot of people have a lot of opinions. What goes on at the recreation fields off Stinson on game days? Any room for tailgating? Honestly, never go over there. I have no idea, but again, like you shouldn't be resigned to that area behind a neighborhood, essentially, to have the tailgate somewhere. Yeah, it it should be. Because think of how be. cool it would be, man. I mean, it, it's OU is actually. It's – I don't know if it's set up perfectly, but it has a decent enough setup to be a really cool tailgating atmosphere. Imagine walking from Campus Corner to the stadium, and right there in that area, in that North Oval, it's just lined with tents everywhere. That would be sick. That would be an awesome isn't, walk to the stadium. But that – isn't that one of the the public areas? Is that one it's, North – the North Oval area? North e- like if, if you're looking out from the north end zone, I think that there's an area, a small area, like to the northeast, I want to say, but not directly like in that north little oval area, right in that open grass. Gotcha. Well, I, a lot of people seem to think like the perfect tailgating setup is like just a big, huge, open parking lot, and I totally disagree. I think like I think the the cool like common areas around the university that are immediately surrounding the stadium are perfect for tailgating. You don't necessarily have to have your pickup truck sitting there with the tailgate open to have a tailgate. You just need a little section of 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 land or of street or whatever to set up your tent, set up your your cornhole game, set up your grill, set up your TV, whatever it is that you do at your at your tailgate and and just enjoy the atmosphere should be like totally surrounding the stadium in all directions yeah should be a sea of tailgating all around the stadium and not different not the same looking tents right there's something weird to seeing all white tents that look the exact same it's like Ooh, right. i don't know i don't know about that place i like the right. old ratted out tents up and down the duck pond that area um, like that's that's the one thing is the you know where the uh, where the bud used to be. Like they've got that that is all going to be set up. That's a that's a one year thing. There's going to be a building there in the future. Yep. 
So that that whole area is what is that going to be just gone now, and there's not going to be anywhere else? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Maybe I'm too upset about it. Travis says, "What if we land run this blank? Just show up on Lindsay. They can't stop us all." <laughs> don't yeah. get ideas started or or do or do because that might work yeah well the way you get stuff like this changed is pretty easy you just be really vocal about it revolution you know do we have a yep. revolution on our hands this year maybe so this is Perhaps. this is lincoln riley's idea of tailgating that's a very <laughs> underrated tweet <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, I'll just do whatever Lincoln says. Google U of Arizona tailgate. For a crappy football team, they tailgate huge on campus. There's a lot of crappy football teams that tailgate awesome. Um, I, I know Iowa State and Kansas State aren't you know crappy, but you don't love a tailgate in a parking lot, and I tend to agree, but Kansas State makes the best out of tailgating in a parking lot right, right on the stadium. It's pretty sweet. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe uh, if enough people get um, upset about it and ask, (laughs) you can uh, get some more public areas opened up. But when you look at the map, pretty much the entire place is off limits. Someone says the revolution will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good yeah right, I, uh, I i do wonder what um and again this isn't this has been going on for like four years now right so it's not like it's like brand new does this push more people to campus corner or does this push people to where well we're going to show up and park and just walk to the game and then leave the game immediately after because the latter would be i mean that's not what you want not what you want at all yeah i don't, I don't know Maybe there's not an effect at all. Maybe people are kind of used to it at this point. But if if you keep if you keep doing stuff like this, like it's not going to push people to campus corner. It's going to push people to stay home and watch the game. I think there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to it. That's the that's the main thing that you're fighting is, is people staying home. That's ultimately what you don't want. All right. Um, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up the day next. Stay tuned.